Peace, love, and light, everybody. We are back. Minds Like Minds podcast. I'm your host, R.L. Melpika. And I'm the co-host, Chef Definition. And, um, you know, every week we come in, we have another amazing guest on hand. One we're like super excited to, to talk to today, Victoria Raider. How are you doing today, Victoria? I'm fantastic. I'm so excited. Genuinely, deeply thrilled to be here with you guys. For sure. Thank for sure. Um, Thank you very much. You know, looking at everything you do and, and kind of what you've built, you know, it's, it's really enamoring and uh, we want to get into all of it. Um, and for our viewers and listeners, you know, I, I know we're all about healing. You know what I mean? We're all healing from something. Um, you know, we can all use coaching. We can all use mentoring. Um, we can all you, you know, use additional knowledge in whatever facet that is. Um, you know, so what I want to do is introduce you to our people and, and kind of know the backstory of how you got to where you are, um, and then get into everything that you do. So you're a possibility coach, which I think we want to, I think we want to understand what that means and like the genesis of that, but let's, let's start from the beginning. Like, how did you get to this moment in your life? And you guys have to do like a pause button. Cause you know, as I start rolling and rolling, I'm just kidding. Um, one thing I wanted to say that's so cool, uh, before I start the journey real quick is something you said, which is we're all healing from something. And you know, since I, since I work a lot with a subconscious mind, and um, there's been such a cool realization that a lot of us see healing as recovery and as a result we recreate trauma mm. and as a result we swim in drama because the healing in of itself is moving towards enlightenment and expansion and as long as we think healing is from bad to good we will create more bad Mm -hmm. And so just as a point of opening the door for everybody saying my favorite phrase is whatever it is you get to say and now it's over. Right. And right. now I get to create. And so for me, that one phrase was huge, you know, it was huge. I was a kid that was very psychic in a country that did not believe in anything mm. spiritual. I was born in the Soviet Union. Um, and. Uh, you know, could look at a person, feel their energy, had no idea what was going on. So I started doing coffee cup reading, palm reading with no books, you know, everything and anything. And then when I was going to college, a bunch of girls would come over and every Saturday I would throw playing cards because there are no tarot cards or mm -hmm. concept of it. But I throw playing cards and pulled a card one night and there was like a death in the family. I choked on the concept, didn't say it. Three days later, my friends dad dies at oh. age 42 from a sudden stroke and i freak out like i freak right, out big yeah. time because i'm like did i cause it see survivor guilt yeah did i cause it so many of us are participating in something through guilt that we didn't create but it's our reaction so i'm like did i cause it if i didn't cause it could i've stopped it you know, some yeah. of us, me again, have a martyr syndrome. Could I've saved the world? Oh my gosh, right, we're all running right. around still saving it, right? And so I stopped. I shut it down. I shut down all the psychic, all the intuitive abilities. I threw myself actually into religion and have gone to 17 churches, for which I'm grateful for all of it. Right. I traveled the world. Bottom line is 30 years in making, you know, about two decades ago, I finally have balanced the two. And I found out that it was perfectly fine to be a light worker and use my spiritual intuitive gifts. Yes. You know, that's the journey in terms of from the kid to where I am now. Wow. Wow. Interesting. You know, you you said, you know, where you're, you're from, um, uh, the Soviet Union. Well, now not Soviet Union anymore, but I guess the part you're from was the U Ukraine, correct? Right. Yeah. Right. And, um, growing up in a place where your gifts are looked at as something taboo or, you know, something that's, you know, obviously probably against the law at that time, I'm guessing in that place. Right. Um, did you ever like talk to your family about it or anything like that? 
the family was very safe outside the family you didn't you know gotcha. and and yeah. uh, and, uh, and that was kind of in a lot in a lot of families that was the case you know so my mom and dad knew it not not that they weren't freaked out by it but my mom yeah. used to have a lot of dreams like if the person were to cross over she'd have a dream of them like wearing white days sometimes gotcha. weeks ahead and she'd be like we got to call them we got to see them you know because they're going to be going and so the gift was you know was in the family and i think it's very important to realize that all of us without exception have those gifts all of us for sure all of us if we breathe we're a spiritual being we're gifted it's just that which one of those many gifts is is seeking to be you know expressed through us for sure you know and and that's something i think everyone needs to realize like you know, we, society has kind of separated us from our power, you know, the power that we have individually and, you know, through multiple different systems and conditioning and, you know, where you're born, where you've grown up, your environment, things of that nature. And um, that's kind of what we're about. We want to help people. We want to bridge that gap and get people back to owning and understanding their own personal power, you know, because there's, mm. there's just mm. the world would be a better place if that were the case. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know. I have I have this power story that's really cool. The realization came 30 years later, but the story is cool. And I was five yeah. and I was playing and my grandpa was watching me and I wanted to create a hanger for my doll's dress. And so my idea of creating a hanger was pulling a metal pin out of my hair and sticking it in the socket in the wall. Oh. And we're talking 240 amps because it's good old Europe, you know. Gratefully, gratefully, I didn't get killed because the fuses blew and i often mm. say so did my grandpa you know <laughs> right, right. the fuses blew and it took me years to to make two very powerful analogies one there is a current power electrical power that comes to the house that's the same to all of the devices but a tiny refrigerator light bulb that is only five watts powerful is going to give out very little light just to find your hot dog, I mean, whatever. Right. But the 100 watts light bulb is gonna give bright, bright light. And the difference, so the power coming in is the same. The incoming power is the same. The output is based on resistance. It's just, it's amazing concept because all of us are plugged in into the same source of power whether you call it God, greater world designer, universe, source, creator, one source of power. And the output is different, right? I might be like going right at it right now because the resistance is diminished. Yeah. That concept to me is where it's at. Wow. You know, you, yeah. No, that's a, that's, a, that's a great analogy for sure. Yeah, that's Definitely, definitely. Everybody uh, on Twitch who's watching, if you want to interact, ask any questions or comment or anything, feel free to do so. Um, you know, we're here live with uh, Victoria Rader uh, with uh, she's a doctor of metaphysics as well as a possibility coach. Um, OK, so growing up, you know, to the point where, where you are now and going through the fact that, you know, society's obviously telling you what you're doing is it's not right. You know, you said you went through, you know, you went through religion, right? Yep. Um, how have you used what you learned through religion in what you do now? And kind of what are your thoughts on religion? I think everything in life is what we make it. It's fascinating to me. So many spiritual people are triggered by religion. But I have a very simple point. Whatever or whoever you cannot stand stands in your way like so a if you're choking over religion get over it go find yourself a brother give him a hug <laughs> i mean come on yeah but here's here's the trickier part a lot of people seeking light felt guilt in religion and instead of healing guilt ran away from guilt and created cults of guilt mm. they're feeling guilty for something they haven't done Wow. They've created, they don't call it religion. So whatever triggers you is what is there for you. Yeah, it's like a mirror. To be changed through you. That, that's it. That's yeah. it. So that's my point on anything. Religion, politics, you name it. You know, we say, I am a naturalized American. I love this country. 
And all I have to say is, I will be praying for Biden like I prayed for Trump. Not because I like either one of them very much, quite frankly, but because they are my leader. And I get to love them as a light that is lost to a different degree. I mean, one might be seven light bulbs. Right, one right. might be nine. They're not a hundred. I get it. Yeah. But me hating on them turns them off. Yeah. Yeah. And it nourishes the hate. Yeah. It, yeah. I, and, and that last thing you said, nourishing the hate. I, I say it all the time, like all these different systems that are put in place. Like, look, we can't change the systems that are put in place. We can't change politics. We can't change healthcare. You know, we can't, you know, we can legislatively things will change a little bit here and there, but you're not going to change the, the foundation of it. So the more nourishment or the more energy you give towards that, the, you know, the worse it's going to be for you. You know what I'm saying? So good. So good. Yeah. The word you said, nourishment, you know, I had, um, I was one of those crazy parents, you know, like you shall make the right choice kind of a parent. I mean, <laughs> right. in a good way, I was homeschooling mom, you know, homeschooling Ukrainian mom. We don't lay down and surrender in case you haven't seen it on the news. We just don't do that very well, you know. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so I had this plan. I had this plan that my family was going to have fun every Friday, every Monday night. You know, we're going to have family home evening. We're going to talk spiritual lesson. We're going to have fun. And so my two-year-old is like trying to be a two-year-old, you know? And so I'm like, come on, can you like be quiet? I like, I like come to him. And in that moment, like literally I'm, I'm stopped by this subtle, powerful teaching, the most powerful teaching I've gotten as a mother. I see a little plant, I see a little plant and the spirit, the voice, the knowing goes, now, how can you make that plant grow? Can you pull it up? Can you scream at it? You can nourish it. I literally remember like letting go of my boy, <laughs> you know, going like, okay. And that's the day I started asking what would love do? Mm. What would love do? And love Ooh. nourishes, love nourishes. You know, we can't make anybody grow. We can't, not a person, not a place, not a thing, not a culture. We can nourish though everybody. Yes, I love it. I, I love, love it too. Chef, you got any, anything brother? Oh. Um. Feed Man. me, my friend. You know, um, nourish me. Once, once again, we just—it's—it's it's, you know—it's just overwhelming. Um, just listening and and being blown away by the things that you're saying, and and so I'm like I'm getting a visual, and and I and I'm and, uh, um a lot of things are resonating with me as well. Um, like the whole the whole kind of psychic power or the um you know, the power that everyone is gifted with, you know, it's, it's, it's whether or not you kind of do some things to hone it and, and to develop it. Um, just like, uh, as a child, could you go to your family and like, was there anyone in your family that kind of helped you cultivate your gift? Or could like help you kind of understand it better? Not really, but I didn't get discouraged. And mm -hmm. that in and of itself, I think is a phenomenal, phenomenal gift. You know, I didn't get squashed. Mm -hmm. Now right. I was, I was guided to keep it inside the family, which uh -huh. I listened to and guided, but I wasn't squashed. And I think, um, you know, and I wasn't pruned too much because, mm. you know, sometimes it's almost better to grow wild and let life prune you than a mm. well-meaning parent squash you because, you know, uh. so <laughs> that's the gift my parents gave me. You know, they just let me, they just let me be, you know, growing wild. I mean, I, the one thing that I think is so tender, you know, parents are so afraid to see their kids fail. And yeah. and I've always been, I mean, I was born being fine failing. Like, I'm like, I, <laughs> you, you know, point, yeah. point show me, show me a puddle. I'm going to put my face in it first. <laughs> right. I'll squash my buddy through it. I mean, you know, failing right. is my second nature. And I think that was the conflict in the family because they could see they have a bright kid, but I lied as a kid. Now I understand it was the faculty of imagination developed mm. but it came through as i just if you could give me a chance to wiggle my way out 
I would do it, and I would do it with conviction and passion. And one time, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, I've lied to my parents for about a month at that point that I was studying because, you know, and I was playing soccer with the boys. My mm -hmm. friends were boys. I played <laughs> soccer. was a tomboy. My first lipstick came into my life when I was 18. So, you know, I'm like playing soccer with boys. And I came home once again at like 8 p.m., walked from school. School was let up at 2. I don't remember how old I am. I don't, I really don't. 9, 10, don't, don't remember. Maybe 11. I come home and my dad opens the door and he has a suitcase. He gives me my suitcase and he says, look, mom and I packed your favorite stuff and we're very sorry we're such a disappointment to you as parents. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> he goes, look, when you love somebody, you don't lie to them. Mm. You've been lying to us for months. We hope you can find better family and he closes the oh, door to my face. Meanwhile, mom's like popping pills for a heart attack. <laughs> right. Most impactful moment in my life. Yeah. And I, mean, I wish I could say, and that was the last time I ever lied. That was the last time I ever lied without correcting myself. Mm. I would go like, actually, let me tell you how it was. You know, I started redirecting my path. So that was my parents. I just, you know, was really, really, um, I'm really, really grateful for the people of integrity that they are. Yeah. You know, that, that brings me to, to some memories of mine. Like, so I have, my oldest daughter is uh, going to be 23 and I also have a five-year-old. So like, I'm a completely different person than I was, or, or I am different now than I was raising my oldest daughter. Cause I was a kid, you know, I had her when I was 17 and I didn't know shit from shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I wasn't, you know, nowhere near where I am right now, as far as on my path to enlightenment and on this journey. Now I had to go through that and learn from being her dad, um, to become the person I am now. Like the lessons I took, the lumps I took during that first ride, you know, um, have, you know, made me who I am today. And the way I parent my youngest daughter, Nadia, compared to my oldest daughter, Dom, is completely different. And, you know, it was, it's one of those things because I think the older me would have had regrets, you know, mm -hmm. for how I raised my oldest daughter, but I don't because I know it had to happen. Like it had to go that way in order for me to get to this point now. And I think if, you know, regret is one of those things you talk about, like holding on to things that you don't need to, like feeling guilty for something that you don't need to be guilty for. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. there was really nothing at that time that was going to change the way I was as far as a parent goes, only to go through it and become the better parent for my for my daughter now. You know what I'm saying? Love so, it. Love so. it. Absolutely love it. And I think the best thing we can give our kids is not perfect upbringing that freaks them out and right. they are terrified of never being perfect <laughs> is just saying, forgive me. You know, yeah. parents drag their kids by an ear going, say sorry. I'm like, don't say sorry. Right. Affirming I'm sorry is a really poor thing because you're there's nothing sorry about you. A divine spirit in a developing body. Nothing sorry about you. Never say I'm sorry. Now, when you mean it, say forgive me. Because right. forgiving is give me a chance to make it better. You know, forgive me. Um, that's the most powerful thing you can do for a kid. Go ahead, mess up as a parent, and then sit down, mean it, and say, forgive me, and I'll do better. And it's never too late to do it. If you have a 50-year-old kid and you're 70, go do it. It'll be even more emotional. For sure. I like that. I like that. I, I think, like, my, my oldest daughter is, is 27. Mm. My baby girl is 22, and my son is 19, right? And um, my 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 wife passed away um, about ten years ago, right? So mm. one thing one thing you know, of course, not uh, messing my children up, but I really kind of try to focus on is having a, a good line of communication mm. and understanding. Like we talk to get an understanding, not to not to I'm the parent. Um, do as I say, not as I do type shit. Because that's in essence, that's kind of like how I was raised. And it always kind of it always kind of kicked up a little bit of resentment because it's like, well, I'm I've never been allowed to be hurt. Mm. 
as a child, as as a young adult, as shit, as a as an adult male. You know what I'm saying? And and when I do speak, it's kind of like um kind of goes so against the grain that it's it's coming across maybe disrespectful. But it's not disrespectful, it's me expressing myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So as a, a adult male, I'm 48, right? So what I wanted to break that chain with my children is is I allow them. I allow them the space. I allow them the room to express to me however they need to express it, whatever the problem is. You know what I'm saying? If you need to use a bad word, so be it, whatever. But I never I never take it as as you're being disrespectful. I just take it as you're you're expressing yourself. You're comfortable in who you are right now. And then you're comfortable with me being your father. And I'm allowing you to speak however you want to speak. You know, but you know, the one thing that comes to mind to add to that powerful observation is that is teaching them all. I have a 25 and 21 year olds who have kids that are all around the same age, mm-hmm. right? Well, I also have step kids that are my age. Ha ha ha. That's nice. another story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for another episode. How to record. But, but you know, the one thing that I wish I've learned sooner to articulate um, that I got to articulate to so many of my clients because sometimes they express pain or frustration and they say, I speak my truth and you're truth seekers, right? Yes. That's where I come in and I say, no, 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 no. The mm-hmm. truth of who you are is light and love. Don't you tell me you speak your truth when you speak your pain. Now you're free to speak your pain. But do not mistaken your pain for your truth mm. and keep expressing your pain until you find your truth and then live in it and walk through it. Because otherwise you will put pain on replay and you will never find the truth of who you are because it sounds so damn good to listen to self-pity tape. Mm. Yeah. So do the self-pity tape once take that out i know kids don't remember what it is fine delete the file and then say what is the truth of me and you dig deep through all the crud through all the dark until you get into the light core of who you are and when you speak from the place of light then and only then you speak your truth because that i think that for the lack of a better word the spiritual ego's deception right now Mm. that we get to throw up our emotion on other people and say it's my truth no, it's your genuine journey on your way to the truth. And as your parent, I'm going to hold the bucket. So that's what you're doing. You're holding the bucket and you get to say, keep on coming, baby. But don't stop until you get your guts out to the very light of who you freaking are. Because as your dad, I'm going to remember and remind you. Oh. See, that is the truth. And you got chills. You know that is the truth, right? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. replay, 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 replay. Yeah. No, there's, oh man, I just think of like, like I, I feel like people get stuck in, like you said, um, guilt that's, that's not theirs, not attached to them. Um, suppressing emotions, mm-hmm. um, not mm-hmm. feeling, because you know, everything you just talked about, going through it and going through it and going through it until, until, you, until you get through it, go through it, and then that's where you find your truth, right? Like I feel like so many people, they they don't know how to release it. They get mm. stuck in it. Like they get stuck in mud. It's like this this has become me. This trauma or whatever has happened in my life has become me. Yes. So I have to act as if this is me, you know? And mm. you know, you got people with the victim roles, this, that, and the other. But like I tell people all the time, people I work with and whatnot, like feel it, be in, be in your emotions, don't suppress it, and then release it. Because that's, that's it. not it's not who you are. That's not who mm-hmm. you are. Love it. Love it. Couldn't agree more. All right. Yeah. So before we get into into all these amazing things that you have um, going on, um, I did want to get your thoughts on and, and, and you could be as brief as you like. You could be as elaborate as, as you like um, on what is going on with the Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the five year, the 500 year conflict is culminating and it's a conflict of free thought and suppression. 
um, you know, and it the the irony is that when you would have people say all of a sudden, that's just lack of knowing history. It is not all of a sudden, you know. Um, I love all people. Two of my girls that work for me are Russian girls. Mm. They're my people, okay? So it's not Russia that's evil. It is evil that's in Russia. And uh, in terms of the very metaphysical concept that, you know, I kind of keep for more narrow circles, just like there is a cycle between a narcissist and an empath, there is a cycle between seeking freedom and taking it away. There is a subconscious, common consciousness contract between two neighboring mentalities. One is looking for power through being afraid that its freedom will be taken away. Ukraine. Ukraine's anthem, the first line is, Ukraine hasn't died yet. Mm. That's the first line of our anthem. Man, I, I hope after this it shall change to something like Ukraine is thriving still. It's just very telling. So it's been the strife of hundreds of years for I have to fight for my freedom. My freedom is in danger. It's a fighter program to bleed to protect your freedom. And then you look at the mentality of incoming and the mentality of incoming is something I don't have will complete me. I must have something else to complete me. And so there are two mentalities defining the boundaries of power. One is I must protect the other one is I must attack to complete. So while this is a bloody, horrific conflict politically, I think we're seeing the conflict of common consciousness that's on this globe between two old structures of what freedom is dying out and a new structure saying, I am protected by the light. I get to spread it as opposed to I must fight for it well, I like your light more, so I'm going to go get it, mm. right? We're seeing the death of old mentalities, and mm. I don't know how, you know, there are days I saw, but I've lost family members. There, you know, it's just a day-by-day -day situation. But giving it a metaphysical, deep analysis, that is what we're seeing in common consciousness right now. I just got chills. That's wow. pretty heavy chills there. Um, it's really heavy. It, it really is. And thank you so much for your perspective. Obviously, you can give us perspective that we we never be able to get because all we get to see is American media and we know what that's about. So right. <laughs> thank you for that. And 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 just kind of um, continuing on what you were saying. I mean, everything starts in energy, you know what I mean? And the spiritual warfare going on right now. Um, yep. And it, it may look like just a physical battle, you know what I mean? That's what they show us and whatnot, but it's so much more beyond that. And and obviously those two are kind of the I don't want to say puppets, but those are the two acts that are that are that are attacking each other right now, but it's happening all over uh yeah. all over the world. And you know, mm. speaking of chills as you're saying it, what comes in is like my my signature and my email says surrender to love, you know. And, and I got to tell you, because that's kind of in a nutshell what we're giving way to, because there is surrender to evil, mm -hmm. withstand evil, was surrender to love. Because like I said, the, the, I remember the word surrender was such a big trigger for me, because, you know, we're talking about, <laughs> I had a fight for my freedom. Right, right. And one of the most spiritual moments for me was like sitting in my sacred place, this place that is sacred for me, and... And contemplating on the world on the work uh, word surrender and you know and I have this voice saying you're sitting on the bench right now lift up your feet so I'm lifting up my feet I'm feeling like a complete idiot but I'm comfortable feeling like an idiot so I'm fine <laughs> I'm like okay you know there I go <laughs> and then I hear like well here meaning you know I perceive you are now fully surrendering your weight to the bench so surrendering to love is surrendering all your burdens, all your weight to divine support. That has been the journey of humility in my life. So like that's where I always 
surrender to love surrender to love surrender to love and i think that's in a nutshell the outcome you know one one part of us is tired of surrendering to evil and so it says i will fight it and those two are being played out as opposed to the third one that's been born which is surrender to love instead so that's heavy that is heavy we we definitely push love right here. We do, we mm. do. And you have a you have an acronym for love. Yes. Life originating <laughs> vibrant emotion. I love that. That is yeah. that, that is fascinating. Yeah, well, an emotion is energy in motion, right? We know yes. that. So it's very easy. If somebody's hitting you and says it's because I love you, they are lying. I would know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I will say this, and, and you may have already done this already, but that's a t-shirt. You need to make a t-shirt or a hoodie or, or something or a dress was, something. Aw, yeah. What was the O what did the O stand for? Originating. Love life originating vibrant emotion. I love that. That is just mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Let's um let's get into to you and, and, and everything you do. You're an author. Yes. So tell us about that process. Yeah, you know, um, both parents are journalists. Oh, my okay. brother's written 15 books, fiction. Oh, jeez, nice. He's, he started out as my favorite author because he was my brother. Now he's my favorite author, like for real. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. can't wait for his stuff to come out. You know? <laughs> he, writes, he writes great stuff. Um, and I often joke that there is a difference between an author and a writer because an author is somebody who has an idea and a talent to express it. We're all born authors of something, we've either found it or not. You know? right. And a writer is somebody who uses written word to do it. I'm a speaker. I mean, hopefully this is like seen. <laughs> I am not a good writer. It's like torment. <laughs> so I'm a great author. I have so many amazing ideas and I have passion to share them. Right. But sitting down and writing a book isn't exactly my favorite pastime. So if there was a better way to have shared a message that I couldn't avoid the divine prompting to do so, I would have done so. But short of like feeling a smack on the back of my head, <laughs> I literally block three to five minutes a day. That's it. That's, you know, okay. that's, that's okay. me. I sit down and for when I'm writing a book and I've written three and I've collaborated two and I'll sit down and I'll say, here's my five minutes of surrender to love, let it flow through me. Sometimes there's just peace and that was a break for me. Sometimes the words start coming out and the five minutes becomes an hour. Right. That's my process. That's what it works for me. Hey, whatever works <laughs> at the end of the day. I mean, like writing a book, I'm, I'm in, I'm in that process right now as well. And you know, it's, everyone has a different process and I'm, I'm still getting into mine, you know, cause I, I will, I will go through spurts where I'll write for a couple months, you know, maybe two to three months where I'm writing, you know, long, like, you know, 2000 words, you know, every, every time I sit down to actually write something or whatnot, and then I'll go a few months where I don't touch it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, but I've had to kind of decondition myself into thinking that there's a time limit because there's not the book will be ready when it's ready it'll release yes. when it's supposed to release so um, 2025 yes february mm -hmm. keep talking okay <laughs> <laughs> right 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 down. let me write that right. down no. <laughs> right. Oh, write it down right there good deal good deal i i think like the the idea of uh writers and authors um I, I, I've always I've always thought that it was amazing um, to be able to sit down and write a book. It's, it's, it seems, even as a chef, I know it's something in me that wants to write a book one day, but I, I don't even know where to start. And like, like, like just listen to uh, Ariel say something about like 200 words, right? The closest thing that I, I can remember, <laughs> 2,000 words, right? So the closest thing I can remember to ever having to do something like that is like, being in school, getting in trouble, and having to write, I will not cut up in class 300 times. <laughs> so, I mean, it's amazing. I think it's amazing what y'all do as far as writing books and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a book in you, A Recipe for Life. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. A widower, a child. I'm going to write that down. 
Yeah. There's a book in you, and each chapter is an ingredient. Right. Ooh, I like it. I like I, it. And each ingredient, you know where it has to come from. You know where it has to originate. You gotta, you have to know that with the recipe, too much of a good thing is too much. I mean, come on, there's a book in you. Right on. Yes, yes, yes. Everybody uh, watching on Twitch, feel free to, to jump in if you have any comments. We had a couple comments, um, just people reacting and whatnot. Um, looks like the Queen is online. Darko is online. What's up, Darko? Um, so appreciate you guys interacting. Um, yeah, I always say every time I have an author that I speak to an author, I just... I make a big deal about it because like it's written history. Like no one can ever take those words away from you. They will, they're, they're always here. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just a beautiful thing. And sometimes I wish they did, but go ahead. <laughs> right. Right. I wish they could burn that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, you know, um, but podcasting is kind of becoming that too. Um, mm. uh, because, you know, more people are, you know, unfortunately less people are reading, which I love to read, but. That's just the nature of the beast right yep. now. Um, so podcast is kind of kind of the new thing as well. But um, just getting into to, to more of the things you do. So you have you've got a lot. Like someone comes to yep. your website, you do a lot, and and it's very extensive and um, it's, it's very intriguing. By the way, um, you do seminars. I know you like to speak. So kind of talk us uh, talk 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 to us about those seminars. Kind of what those look like and. Or sound yeah, like I, I've done I've done a lot of training from the very basic for people that are learning to manipulate and create through energy to very advanced where I cover the universal laws and how to recognize how they work in your life, how to shift them. And I finally have come to kind of the mix of it all you know I had um, a fascinating experience I was doing the manifesting seminars in person they started selling out and so December 2019 I have this very strong prompting you got to take everything online create a subscription group we launch it January 24th 2020 we call it quantum freedom now part of our Empire Me Academy by March we have a you know thriving business and the world shuts down for COVID mm. I got to tell you, it's become such a nourishing platform to so many coaches and healers and entrepreneurs because, you know, I come on four times a month and I offer anything from basic physical healing to business alignment to for people that are really high into energy advancement. I call it the spiritual key activation. We take a spiritual DNA, just like our body has DNA. Our essence has DNA and we zoom in and it's a very high frequency program. And so I've, I've been very, very lucky to have created something that just brings me immense joy. You know, like I can't wait for those programs and I never, you can't prepare for most of them, right? You just have to surrender. You have to surrender to the flow of the energy. And, you know, today, for example, we were doing today was my business. I'm in business now. What? And we were looking at a subconscious program for businesses of needing to run your business into ground. So many businesses, the second there's any hope of thriving, they crash or they can't even get off the ground because there is a desire, common conscious desire to ground your business. A lot of us spiritual people are not grounded. Mm. We're flowing in our upper chakras, energy centers, and you cannot thrive without roots. Mm. Not financially, not physically. So a lot of healers are either very sick or very broke because mm. they're not grounded. So I was, I was doing a healing for grounding your business and starting it from the ground up, no matter what level you're on. Mm -hmm. If you're like making millions, you're grounding into Everest. That's fine. You still have to ground, <laughs> right, you, know? Right. you know? And so, so I just, um, it's probably the most joyful thing I get to do is doing those live seminars, uh, for my, you know, for my subscription group. And then for people that are probably less committed to growth, you know, I will come and do an event for them either in person or on the Zoom. And I do a lot of private events like that. Yep. Nice. That's for speaking. Nice, nice. I, I, I saw the Quantum quantum Freedom um, subscription. Mm -hmm. basically says you have over 200 hour, hours of content. 
um, and, and, uh, and live, you know, events and whatnot that it looks extremely fascinating. Everyone watching or listening, if you have a business or you're a healer, you're, you know, whatever, whatever you are, honestly, whatever aspect of your life you're in, I think this could ex- extremely benefit you. So you should definitely check it out. Um, do you do like a, like a consultation or anything like that? So people can get an idea of how we're it can benefit to, them. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to put it on. I've literally, um, run out of time in terms of individual clients. I have very few individual slots. Mm-hmm. They're either for a year, um, you know, annual once a week, once every two weeks or um, once a month. And I have very few of those slots. I'm building a phenomenal team of coaches that I train that do that. However, we're literally weeks away from launching a little button that will have a 15 minute free consult where you will get 15 minutes with me. And in 15 minutes, I'm going to find your bottom belief that blocks you and remove it and equip you with tools that you can see shift in your life immediately and then give you the path of growth from 99 cent book and all the way to the three grand a year program depending on where you fit in with your budget with your designs and so forth and we're gonna launch that in the next couple of weeks just to start giving people exactly what you're asking more of well this is kind of cool but <laughs> what exactly is it right. so yeah that's what we'll do yeah that's awesome that is awesome yeah we know we know a lot of entrepreneurs so we'll be um and a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs watch and listen to our show wait that's an affiliate program you come in anybody you bring in you actually profit and since you talk about entrepreneurs the pro the big program is three grand uh for anybody on your podcast let me text my girl just do 999 value and you'll get the 3000 program for 999. Oh, wow. Wow. That's yep. huge. Everybody out there listening and watching. Wow. Yep. Yes. Just we'll put that give in the her, description. Give her a couple minutes. Give her a couple minutes to put it up. Yeah. Like, well, hours, whatever. Sure. But yeah, we'll just have that. So 999 value because you guys are all about value. Thank you. Yeah, we're all about value, all about love, all about energy up in here. Minds like minds, everybody. Um, your Master Me package, speak about that. Yes, Master Me sold through 2027. It's <laughs> done. Oh, okay. So Master Me package is the one-on-one that I used to do for clients once a week. The only spots I have for 23 are once a month. Um, so the Master Me, I have an app that's... Uh, master dash me app it's like 2.99 two dollars 99 cents i don't know maybe it's 199 i'm not sure (laughs) but what it is it's it's energy activation and energy activation is different from affirmation affirmation is verbal repetition activation the way i've created the concept is that i actually apply the energy surge as you listen to it or read it close your eyes you'll feel the shift it's powerful. Mm. It reprogrammed your subconscious mind. And so uh, Master Me is the crown chakra, the way I call it as a possibility center for mastering your connection. And I believe this is, this is gospel by Vika. It ain't in any written book. Okay, so here we go. So I believe we as divine beings come into this world to master virtues so we can bend the laws so we can co-create universes that's our little job here so how do you bend the law of time how do you bend the law of gravity why did christ walk on water why did christ you know because all virtuous means bending all the universal laws and so that's a whole other podcast as well christ versus karma your choice free agency free agency choose wisely i want to sign up for that one but that's it you know so master me is 52 weeks so it's 50 it's calendar app 52 virtues and uh like right now we are doing the virtue of commitment and it's a trigger for a lot of people but mm-hmm. it teaches you what it feels like to commit to your divine path your divine purpose your health you know how you start treating your body understanding it's a vehicle for unfolding enlightenment i hate it passionately by surrendering to love when people say oh it's just it's just meat suit it's nothing i'm like no 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 if it was nothing 
We wouldn't have had it. We'd have nothing. But we right. have it. Yes, we <laughs> do. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, this has been an amazing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. Wow. Um, very inspiring. Um, yeah. you know, just just sitting here and listening um, to, to all of this and kind of seeing what you've done and what you continue to do. But we could sit here and talk for hours. Um, but, you, you know, you brought it up. We definitely want to have you back on. You know, we can talk. We can get a little deeper into some things. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was just a, this was just an appetizer, everybody. We're gonna definitely have Victoria back on the show, and we do appreciate you taking the time to talk talk with us. Um, before we go, um, before we go, give like one last piece of of wisdom for anybody out there listening that it might be stuck in a rut and, and, you know, just can't seem to get out of their own way. You know, yeah. uh, what would you say to them? I'm going to do two things. Ken, I'm going to tell you the story that drives me. Okay. And this is why I'm here. Like, you know, this, this is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right here, right now. And then a very practical tip for somebody who's stuck. So two things. Beautiful. So you might've heard the story before. And I always say lean into it as if it's a new one, because it's told from my heart. Right. And I tell it every time and I choke every time. So just kind of, and the story starts in 1400s in Italy. There is a sculptor named Donatello, one of the famous Italian sculptors, and he's commissioned to do a sculpture. He's given a huge you know, um, block of marble. He studies the marble and he finds it has a lot of veins. He studies it for months. And the vein is like, you know, the line that goes through the marble. It makes it feeble, crackable, whatever the words you'd be using with marble. So he rejects it. I mean, if you've been rejected in your life, it's good. Just marble gets rejected. 50 years later, five zero. I love my accent, I have to specify. So 50 years later, there is another Italian sculptor who we also know, Michelangelo. Out of that very marble carves the statue of David, which is arguably one of the most famous sculptures in a Western you know, world. It still stands in Florence. I got to see it in the open elements 600 years later. It's not in a museum, it stands on the street. So when Michelangelo is asked, how could you possibly, by his contemporaries, how could you possibly carve this magnificent David out of this faulty marble? He answers with something that drives me every day. He says, I saw the angel in the marble and I carved until I set him free. Wow. So... You feeling stuck? You feeling stuck? Wow. It's just marble, baby. It's just marble. It's just wow. marble. It ain't you. You are an angel and just you just gotta let, let life love carve it so you're free. That's that's why I do every single thing I do as a mom, as a coach, as a businesswoman. Find my David. Set him free. Yes. Wake up. Don't want to get out of bed. Somebody got killed in Ukraine. Get out of bed. Find my David. Find my David. So that's that's why. But if you are that David more today than another day, the first step is pay attention to what question you're asking. You know, both the Bible and New Age ask the same question, asking you shall receive. New Age translated it into send a list of stuff you want, stuff to universe and open your arms wide to receive it. It works to a certain level of delusion, but it's about the question. Whatever question you ask, the universe will answer. There is no other way our subconscious wired that way. When I ask, what color are you guys thinking about? You're like, blue, wow, we both thought of the same color. How could it possibly happen? You weren't thinking about the color. I asked a question and it directed you to answer. There can be no other way. If I ask you what's the worst thing that happened to you in your life, you're going to answer it. Listen to the questions you ask yourself. If you're asking what's wrong with me, what's wrong with you, what's wrong with this country, the universe will show you everything that's wrong. So when life sucks, and it will, it's a part of this journey, you get to ask one question. How can I make it better? How can I feel better? How can I get better? How can I make this better? Not perfect, better. 
that's an instantaneous shift. And if life is good, and we're so tempted to sabotage it and ask, when will this end? Because all good things come to an end. Nine generations have told me. You get to ask, how much better can it get? And the marble flies off, right? It just flies off. There you go. Touchdown. I'm just going to shut Roman. down everything. Touchdown. Right? There's no reason to say anything right. else after that. Right. I mean, like, Mike dropping shit. Right. Like, right. Wow. Vika came to play. She's not messing around. Wow. I love it. I love wow. it. Wow. wow. Yes. That's serious, serious stuff right there. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still sitting here like, and, I'm going to have to, and watch, so, I'm gonna have to replay that, you know, like every day, every morning. That That right. is beautiful. And it's, so, and it's so relatable too. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like you know, it wasn't. It was. It was. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Why? Like. Yeah. It was. It was relatable. Like. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, the marble bucket. Hold the bucket. You know, right. Hold the bucket. Marble's coming. There <laughs> yeah, you go. We now we set it all together. The hold marble. the bucket. Marble's oh, coming. I'm gonna look at marble in a whole different <laughs> way. Haven't done now. that first. Wow. I'm gonna look at marble wow. in a whole different way now. Uh, yeah. No. No. Thank. Thank you, Chef. Chef, you got any last words, man, for for oh. the people out there? Um, nah, I mean, not really any last words like, uh, uh, let the light shine or, or, or let's not be afraid to let the inner light shine. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A lot of things, a lot of fear, a lot of hocus pocus, boo and all that bullshit. Let's not be afraid to let the love shine. Love it. Yes. And thanks everybody uh, watching on Twitch. We appreciate you watching live and everyone listening. Make sure you check out the video version on Akasha Flicks. Uh, subscribe right now. It's $9.99 a month or $99.99 a year. Gives you two months free. Over 250 videos of spiritual uh, podcasts, um, classes, educational content, uh, all exclusive to Akash Flicks. So make sure you check that out. Link will be in the description. Um, and the last thing I'll say is, look, you know, we bring people on here um, that are extensions of things that we're about, um, but do it in different ways or different or more elaborate ways. And uh, Vika, like the the light that you brought, the energy, the the information the connection, like all those things that you brought to this podcast are going to resonate for a long time, like a book in itself. Like this one episode mm-hmm. and has 45 minutes, you know, close to an hour long, uh, has so much meat, you know, I don't really like to use the word meat cause I'm not a meat eater, but anyway, <laughs> uh, has so much, uh, gumption and so much substance. substance. That's a great word. Nourishment. 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 There it is. is. So many ingredients of nourishment. Yes. Straight up nourishment. Um, Right. For any, for, for, for people to listen to, you know, in the present and then years to come. So thank you so much for not only coming on our show, but everything you do, we are supporters. We will continue to be supporters uh, moving forward. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart.